This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast, courtesy of the good folks at, at betrivers.com. And on this Memorial Day weekend, as we get ready to take the first real look at the baseball season, a little more than a quarter into the season. Obviously, all smiles in New York, and we will get to that with Bobby Valentine in just a couple of minutes. But there is some reason for at least caution, if not concern, because both teams have their issues, which we will get into as we take a look at the season as it is now reach that first measuring point, that historic uh, historic measuring point of the season uh, where you take your first look at where your team is in relation to everybody else and how the standings look for the first time. And from a New York perspective, they look very, very good. A couple of things here as we get ready for this holiday weekend. Obviously, an enormous Game 5 for the Rangers uh, who have knotted the series up and done it in an impressive fashion with a commanding win in game number four. Uh, and it has obviously given all Ranger fans uh, a very good deal of hope that they can basically run the table here, win game five, win game six, and move on to the conference finals. Uh, you know, it would be hard, you would think, to play all of the first six games where the home team wins and then have a breakthrough in the seventh game. Breakthroughs in the seventh game are very hard anyway. I'm not going to say it doesn't happen because we just saw a uh, mind-boggling one when Dallas broke through against Phoenix and didn't break through, just buried them in, in game seven. So it can be done, but the more logical way is to win game five and go home and lock things up. Obviously, Carolina has been a Jekyll Hyde team. They've been very good at home, and they've been very successful at home, and they have had no success at all in the postseason uh, on the road. So uh, a very, very big and very telling game number five tonight for the Rangers. Uh, we are a step away from a Boston-Golden State final, which is what I thought we would get um, from the beginning. Not from the beginning of the season. I thought Phoenix would win it. But in the last series, I thought that these two would win. Um, I think the Celtics are the best all-around team. But Golden State, with its experience and with its star power and with its ability to knock down threes, is a clearly dangerous opponent. And I think that will be a very interesting and a very telling final. And we are one game away from it uh, happening on both sides. So we expect that to be the case. It should be a very interesting final. You know, the one thing uh, I've always been known as not being a hockey guy, obviously, through my uh, years of, you know, decades of broadcasting. Uh, but I've always said this. There are a few things more exciting than the Stanley Cup playoffs. And when you have a team that you're pulling for, then it really is compelling, compelling sports 
And that's what we've gotten from the Rangers again this postseason. Uh, it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to follow along. I've been, we've watched every game. My wife loves playoff hockey. She watches every game. So we watch every playoff game. Um, I'm tempted to go. I haven't gone to any yet this year. But if they get to the next round, I might make a visit. If they get to the Stanley Cup Finals, I would definitely make a visit. But uh, it's fun to watch. And uh, there are a few things, like I said, if you're a hockey fan, you're always very proud of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and you should be because they are incredibly compelling. Let's be honest. Other than the NFL, nothing is overly compelling in the regular season. You know, everything else. Baseball is about October. Basketball and hockey are about the postseason. College basketball is about March. The only two sports of the regular season that have value are NFL football and college football. That's really it. Because, you know, you don't play enough games. I mean, that's why. You know, you play very few games, and that's why every game is like a season. Uh, So that's the difference. And that's why those sports own, own the regular season unlike any of the other sports. But when you get to the postseason, baseball's great in October. It's dramatic. It's compelling. And hockey is really a wonderful product in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The uh, level of play, the passion, the physicality, all of it. Uh, really, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, sport. But right now we're talking baseball. Memorial Day weekend, when you take a look, you look up, and the Yankees are 31-13 and 13 as they pay a visit to Tampa for the first time this year, see the Rays for the first time. They lead them by four and a half games. They have some issues. And obviously, the Mets, who just lost back-to-back, who finally saw the pitching spring a little leak, I mean, you bring a kid out of the minors and he just throws batting practice. Rarely have I seen anybody get hit harder than he did yesterday. I mean, seven hits, six extra base hits in in an inning and a third, including four homers. I mean, that's as bad as it gets, really. You can't and throw in a couple of walks and you have a 9 nothing uh, game and you have a game that's over. Uh, the Mets in their history, and I didn't know this, but I heard them say it yesterday on the telecast, have never come back from a nine-run deficit in the game. Uh, and they scored 12 runs and lost the night before, so it's been a, co- a tough couple of days for the pitching staff. Uh, and you haven't said that about the Mets uh, very often this year. But they find themselves 29-17 and 17 as they get a day off before they face the Phillies and seven up in a division where Atlanta's the closest team at two games under. 500. So the Yankees have a four and a half game lead at this measuring point, and the Mets have a seven game lead at 29 and 17 at this point. When we return, Bobby Valentine. You're listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Mike Francesa podcast. Uh, as we reach this Memorial Day weekend, the first measuring point in any baseball season, and we welcome in Bobby V. Bobby, welcome. How are you? Michael, good. How are you, man? Good, thank you. Bobby, before we take a look at uh, where baseball is at the Memorial Day weekend, this whole uh, Donaldson controversy, which turned into uh, an enormous story and really much bigger than I thought it should of myself, but what was your take on the whole thing? I mean, 
I know bench jockeying and uh, that whole stuff has gotten, and this had an overtone of race to it, obviously, but uh, it seems to me like baseball doesn't even want bench jockeying anymore. I mean, that used to be an art form. I mean, what is going on here now? (laughs) Mike, you're just not allowed to talk anymore. If you watch a baseball game and they scan that dugout, um, you see everyone with their mouth closed. Uh, no one, no one yells yells out for their own team, and no one yells out to the other team. And as you say, absolutely, it was an art form, and absolutely, it was part of the game to get on the other team, get under their skin, and and almost in any way, um, any way possible. This one, because of the uh, racial overtone or undertone, whatever it was, uh, took on a life of its own, and. Um, you know, Donaldson's uh, given some of his money back. Yeah, which I think is ridiculous myself. I, I think baseball is just afraid. They don't want to deal with the issue, so they just uh, they just try to make it go away, and so they suspend them. I mean, first of all, you can't – I mean, the way I took it was, hey, you think you're Jackie Robinson? That would be like someone saying, hey, you think you're Mickey Mantle. You think you're Babe Ruth. I mean, you think you're that kind of player, and, you know, you can – Bust on a guy a little bit. Oh, you think you're Willie Mays. You think you're Hank Aaron. You think you're Jackie Robinson. You think you're Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, whatever it might be. That's kind of how I took it. Now, I can't get into Donaldson's heart. I'm not trying to. But, I mean, we're so quick now to make everything a, a major issue. It's ridiculous. And I don't care if you grew up. I mean, when I grew up. If you played, now I didn't go to the major leagues like Bobby, but if you played high school baseball, I mean, there was fierce bench jockeying going on. I mean, people <laughs> used to do it all the time. You couldn't, they used to call it having rabbit ears, Bobby, right? If you if you listened in the field, you had rabbit ears. I mean, if guys got on you, if you booted a ball, you were going to hear it from the other team. If you kicked the ball in the infield, you were going to get razzed by the other team. I mean, that's just the way baseball was. We all grew up with that. Yeah, we we did, and and at the professional level, um, you know, once they put the microphones in the dugout, that the television would pick up or the news people would pick up, um, you know, it stopped. And and when I t- tell you, Mike, it stopped. It's gone dead silent. Um, you so might now there's not any. Ch- so you guys don't. <laughs> baseball teams Nothing. have completely stopped busting on the opposition. Totally zero. Uh, there, you know, maybe you yell at an umpire once in a while, um, but that's not even done very much. Uh, but the opposition, uh, zero, not at all. And you know, there'd be that guy on every team who was known for it, who had like that leather lungs, who would just be like un- merciless on you. I mean, just kill you the whole game. I yes. mean, and it was just part yes. of the sport. Yes, you had you had to play through it. You you had to live through that distraction. And you know when you mentioned Jackie, I mean Jackie uh, had to endure it the most of anyone. And oh my God! He, yes. he showed excellence every day on the field, which uh, which is a whole other story and amazing. Uh, someone said, um, you know, I wonder if Otani would take exception if someone called a babe. Uh, you know, because a lot of times people refer to him as babe, you know, and, and, uh, Otani obviously would never think of himself as Babe Ruth. Uh, but in this case, we have a player thinking, uh, that he's, he ha- he's in the image of Jackie, at least. I get, I, you know, to, to me, the whole thing was much ado about nothing, but it's amazing, uh, how crazy 
things on now with with the issues that everything's an issue, every single thing. But I mean, uh, and you can tell that the sport just runs scared of it. I mean, it, it just it doesn't make any sense. But hey, we'll move on. I mean, because to me, that whole thing was much to do about nothing. But here we go. Uh, we hit the Memorial Day weekend. You take a big look. The Yankee, you know, here's what I'd say about the Yankees and the Mets. It couldn't have gone better. One's 31 and 13 with a four and a half game lead. The other one's 29 and 17 with a seven game lead. But there are caution flags with both teams. I'll give you the Yankee ones first. Tell me what you think. The Yankees now have had a smattering of injuries. Green, Chapman, obviously Stanton with an ankle now. Uh, and they have guys who were not performing. Gallo, uh, Hicks, maybe Anderhaw steps in and gives them a live bat in the outfield. Um, but they've gotten some wondrous performances from some pitchers like Cortez. Holmes has been unbelievable. Uh, so they've gotten it, you know, uh, they've gotten kids come up and, or people come up and come up with some big performances. The Yankee issues right now, what concerns you? What doesn't concern you? All of the above concerns me, uh, mainly as I think we talked about since the beginning, their bullpen is so important, and Chapman being down uh, is is a major. Uh, yeah, and Holmes, Green is down too. Green's not coming back. Chapman yeah. might come back, but, you yeah. know, coming back with Chapman, he's still I don't trust Chapman. Him. I don't yeah, trust him. I tell you this, Holmes has been unbelievable. Weird <laughs> humble. Stunningly unbelievable. That pitch is one of those pitches left-handers and right-handers don't even want to make contact at it on it because it's either going to break your bat or sting your hands for at least three days. It's most powerful sinker that I've seen in a long time. And now how long can he keep that down? You know, yep. not keep it up, but keep it down. That sinker it is. I, I, is what I'm talking about. So uh, I think the Yankees are not fortunate because they, they earned it, but that they, the lead they have is very, very fortunate at this time, as well as the Mets that the, the uh, teams in the national league East are not good. So the Mets league lead is protected more. Uh, The Yankees are in a division where, Oh, guess who's right behind them? Tampa Bay. Yep, who they see for the first time now. And Tampa's playing good baseball. They're playing better baseball than they played, and they're only, what, a handful, five games, four four and a half half out. Yep, yep. Yep. So, uh, you know, that's of concern to be uh, as far in the lead, to play so much better than everyone else um, up until this time. If you get to Memorial Day, and you only have a two-game lead, uh, you're going to have to get to the trade trading block and change Bobby, things. here's a question that the Yankees are answering them, and is there a way to answer it? Are Cortez and Holmes the real thing? Ooh. I think that, um, again, Cortez is a very good pitcher. Uh, is he going to get tired, and is that changeup and his fastball going to get a little closer together? I mean, he, he really can control the head of the bat when he pitches. Uh, and Holmes, as I mentioned, can he keep that sinker down? Um, and can he continue uh, at at this level? I would say no, only because there's no track record to say that he that he can. And and who the heck can have a point? Uh, you know, o four ERA, right? Yep. And that's without that's without a ton of strikeouts. So, you know, even though 
his ball is so so hard to hit, they do advance it forward more than more than they would on Chapman. And then there's always a chance for the bloop and the, and the base hit that that sneaks through. Yep, and they've had their injuries, as we said, Chapman, Green, Stanton, Luizaga. So they they've they've had their issues. Plus, Gallo has given them nothing. Hicks is what is that stage fright? You know, he's not. I hate to say it. I'm not trying to knock yeah. Joey Gallo. We know what he is. He's not a New York player. I mean, what, okay. he's he's just not made for this place. He doesn't look comfortable at the plate. He's going to hit occasional home run, which we know because he's got immense power. So the ball eventually is going to jump. But the guy's striking out 35% of his at-bats. I mean, and, and, he, and, his, and his OPS, I mean, is ridiculous. I mean, you know, the guy's got to, you know, is, he can't even find it. It's so minuscule. And Hicks never gets a big hit. I mean, absolutely. I mean, Hicks can field. He walks. But I think the Yankees have always thought Hicks was going to somehow become Bernie Williams. It hasn't happened. He's not that kind of player. And he is dreadful. I mean, dreadful with runners on base. I mean, you can't be worse than he is. with. And, you know, Higgy hit seven homers in the spring. Can't get a hit this year. Trevino's been the guy who's gotten the hits behind the plate. Won a game the other night. With, he had two doubles and a homer in the game. So they've gotten it. You know, and maybe Andohar. Andohar's got a good bat. You know, he could play left field. He's probably going to be a butcher. But he's got a live bat. And I think if they leave him alone, he could probably give him, uh, you know, a guy who can at least play left field and get some hits. Can you imagine? We're talking about the Yankees and all their problems. They have a four and a half game lead. Yeah, and they're thirty-one and thirteen. Well, you know, their pitching has been unbelievable. (laughs) Plus, they have some guy. You know, Judge has been all world, just like Trout has. And Stanton's had a big year, and Rizzo's had a you know had a lot of big home runs. So they've gotten a lot of. Timely hits and Torres hasn't hit, but he's got a bunch of timely hits. He he he's the master of the walk off hit. You know he has been his whole life, but uh, they they've gotten timely hits and they and they've had a soft schedule. Other than the White Sox, who were in a slump all season, the Yankees haven't played a lot of teams yet. Now they're going to see Tampa. Now they're going to see Houston. They're going to see the Angels. They're going to see the better teams, and we're going to learn a little bit more about them. Yeah, and, you know, they have to pick up the pieces because this isn't the Yankee team that uh, they thought they were going to war with. And is Stanton going to come back, you know, that that, that calf injury or whatever he has? Yeah, now that, it's an ankle, they're saying, yeah, an ankle injury. Who knows? With him, you always got to think everything's a month every time he goes out. I mean, he doesn't heal quickly, that's for sure. And you got to worry exactly. about him. And, again, Holmes and Cortez have been such, you know, godsends. How long can they continue it? It's going to be interesting to watch as they get into the tougher part of the schedule. And then the Mets at 29 and 17, finally the pitching caved in the last two days. They put this kid up yesterday. It was absolute. I happened to catch the first inning and, and, his, and his appearance. I mean, I never saw anybody get hit harder in, in a major league game than this guy did yesterday. I mean, he gave up seven extra base hits in an inning and a third and three walks. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like it. It was, you, you would go out there, you could go out there and throw 50 miles an hour and not get hit as hard. And that's a really big ballpark that those balls are flying out of. And yeah, their depth is going to be uh, challenged. Um, you know, both both the guys. Uh, you know, whether it's uh, Epler or whoever makes the deals with the Mets and Cashman. I mean, they're going to try to beat people to the punch. I'm guaranteeing no you 
that there are trades that are going to be made in the next uh, two weeks. And, yeah, the Mets, and the, you know the, the Mets aren't Yankees afraid to spend money and, and make a move. They picked up a, a stray outfielder last night from the Indians who's you know bounced back and forth to the minors. That's not a big deal. But I, the Mets are going to get whatever they need, and it looks like they could need a lot. You know, they got three pitches down right now, and they're all big pitches for them. They really could need a lot. You know, the, the offense, too, you know, they're relying on the the three holdover bakes basically in the match. You know, Alonzo's killing it, and and uh, Nemo and and, and Nemo McNeil. And, McNeil and you know, Lindor are, are has got he hit a couple of homers the last couple of days. The one thing about Lindor, he does have thirty three RBIs. So we've all been hard on him, but he does have eight homers and thirty three RBIs. That's not terrible. Uh, thirty three RBIs is a lot. Oh, that's a lot, and yeah. and he has played ex- extremely well the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if he could keep that pace up, well, they need him to. They need yep. offense right now in the worst way because uh, their bullpen's going to be overtaxed, and uh, their starting pitching just isn't what it needs to be to be competitive in the uh, in the National League. What what's what what do you expect? And this is from a distance, but what do you can can you get an idea? Do you think they can get an idea on what they can expect from Degrom and Scherzer the rest of the season? I think. Uh, Scherzer's going to be fine. He's going to come back. I think there's just a big question mark with DeGrom, obviously. Sure, he's going to come back. He's going to be on the mound again. Can he possibly be on the mound and be as great as he was when he got off of the mound? I don't think so. Uh, I'm sorry, but I think that there's there's something that you need. You need to have that spring training. You need to have that that early season to start building on things that they're they're expecting him to hit the road running sometime in maybe late June or July. Um, I think that's so much to ask out of anyone, even one of the greatest pitchers in in baseball when he got hurt. Uh, that that they're going to be disappointed. I I just believe that his comeback this season. Um, is is going to be less than everyone's hoping for, uh, unless unless he could come back and they have a ten game hush, cushion. If they if they have that big cushion and the game that needs to be win one with him on the mound, uh, you know, and he could take it slowly, um, you know, that that's a different situation. But one, it's really hard to do what he's doing, and two. Uh, if he comes back and he and he shows some sign of brilliance, how do you take him out in the sixth inning, which you need to do early in his in this year um, to go to a bullpen that's been been um, rather questionable? No question. Um, you talk about the rest of the division. The Braves have had their issues. They're twenty one and twenty three. I don't understand the Phillies. We know Joe Girardi can manage, but Joe's message is not getting through. I mean, you watch some of these highlights. You saw the one yesterday where a throw is not backed up on a steal that goes in the center field and scores. I mean, I mean, when, when it, I've never seen that in my life. Have you ever seen that before? Um, Little League. Um, maybe a couple <laughs> high school games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, can uh, you? I mean, if you're sitting in the dugout as a major league manager and you watch that go on, what are no. you thinking? No, I, I don't know what to think. And, you know, the, the idea of Philadelphia and having a, a leaky bullpen uh, is still ever-present. And they can't win until it gets, that gets fixed. And I don't know how to fix it. They, they just, you know, when you give up those 
seven-run leads, eight-run leads, five-run leads after the sixth. Yeah. You know, you start to expect it, and and no safe, no lead is safe. Therefore, the offense tries to do too much, and uh, you you get into that quagmire. I I don't think the Phillies have a chance. No, they, it, it just seems like it can't. Every time it looks like they're going to get hot, and they'll go somewhere and beat somebody good for three days and play great, and then they'll turn around and play terribly for a week. They've lost and, seven and of their the last ten news. games again. I mean, it's it's exactly. it's just wild. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what's going to go on there, but something's crazy with that team. That team has way too much talent to play that way. I mean, I know that bullpen's leaky, but the rest of that lineup, I mean, and and to play the game the way they've played it is just it's it's hard to, it's hard to fathom what's going on. You know, uh, Escobar with the Mets. He's got he's hit he's fine, he's had seven hits in his last fourteen at bats. Um, before they make a big move, I think they need to find out, can we rely on this guy? Can we, can we play this guy every day or do we actually go after, have to go out and, and fill his role? Do we have to go out and get somebody to play that position? Uh, or can we believe in him on a day-to-day basis? They thought going into the year, they could, when do you, how long you want to give them? Well, you know, they made a lot of moves, uh, they felt that everyone would just slot in and and play to the back of their baseball card. And as you know, that doesn't always happen in New York. And it happens less than other places. And uh, I, I think that they're going to keep shuffling that deck. Uh, with Stevie Cohen there, uh, he's not going to be satisfied with just you know, names on a scorecard. Yep. Uh, he's going to want production. And when he doesn't get production, he's going to look for someone else to, to get it. So I don't think he's safe. And I don't think it's a, um, a guarantee that he's going to be at that position all year long. You know, the Red Sox have gotten hot. But the Red Sox, here's one thing I, I have to compliment the Red Sox about. They always know who they are. When they... When they don't expect to compete, they say, you know what? We know we're not good enough, and they'll make the trade that gets rid of a good player and build for the future. They're smart about how they do things, and I think they'll be sellers this year. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about a lot of guys, obviously, because their offense and their lineup. I mean, Martinez is hitting 360. There's going to be, I mean, there's a guy, there's a lot of rumors of him coming to the Mets and becoming at the H. I mean, you could see that happening. Well, you know, big money is not going to scare the Mets away, that's for sure. And he's a quality hitter, and uh, they, they need quality uh, uh, after Alonzo. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, and that's a big RBI you know, guy and a guy who's going to make any lineup longer, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, he's got a track record of durability and doesn't mind uh, playing in the tough market. I think he's he's a really good choice there. And then there's, you know, there's, there's other, there's, there's going to be half of the teams in baseball Tell are going to be sellers, and they're going to be sellers early. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, we're talking about a lot of teams being sellers, uh, and clearly the Mets are going to be able to go get a closer and plug him in as the eighth inning guy. That won't be hard for them to do. <laughs> Won't be hard to get the the arm that's doing good in another market. Yep. Uh, you know, to to get that guy to come in and step in when you have a lead in the eighth inning in New, in New York, uh, you better really dig deep to find out what you're getting. Excellent point. Excellent point. And that's a that is a very tough thing to do is to not only figure out the guy who will play, but will play here. 
And that, that it's a whole different, I totally agree. It's two different things. It is really two different things. It's not for everybody. And, and that, and knowing the difference can be, can make all the difference as a matter of fact. And sometimes, you know, I'll give you the perfect example. You heard nothing good about Paul O'Neill when he was in Cincinnati. Nothing. He was a whiner. He was this, he was that. Pinella couldn't stand him, blah, blah, blah. Came to the Yankees, became the warrior. I mean, so you just don't know sometimes. It is amazing. And, and a lot depends on your start, you know, uh, because if, if you dig a hole, it's really hard to get out of the hole in New York. And then if you do well at the beginning, you can, you know, some of your mistakes later get overlooked because people have built you up to be this, oh, he's right. He's the perfect guy. This really fits. So, so you get a, a hiccup or two. But if you start off poorly, boy, that that snowball gets bigger as it rolls down the hill. No question about it. You know, when we started the season, there was the teams that everyone knew were expected to be good. The Yankees, they've been a little better than we expected, but everyone expected good things, okay? They're there. Houston is there. The one team in the American League that's not yet is the White Sox. They're hot, they're cold, they're up, they're down. They've played the first 45 games at 500, they're a game over 500. A, do you have any issues or do you have any feeling that the White Sox won't turn it on or do you think they'll turn it on and become the 92-94 win team everyone thought they'd be? There's too much talent and there's, uh, there's too many lousy teams in the American League for them not to win their 90 games. Uh, but it just doesn't seem like a team that, that's together a team that that can can really make a, a postseason run. I think they're just a collection of talent that uh, overwhelms the opposition. You at the team you see, the Angels. We know they have big stars. They have the biggest stars in the game. Um, they're playing well. Going to see the Yankees yeah, yeah. next week. Uh, the whole thing. Uh, everyone likes to see the Angels, especially when their big stars are in the lineup. Question for you is, how good are the Angels? Are the Angels ready to be a contender? Again, good health is going to uh, write the story because there's not the depth in the organization that you'd like to see uh, for a championship uh, team. But the people they put out right now, I mean, they have the, the components. They have the star quality. They have the young players coming up and doing well. They have the closer in the bullpen and incredible arms leading up to him. Uh, they play good defense. They run the bases well. So, uh, you know, they're a team that you can you can get excited about. It's just the, the, the question of depth. In the National League, the Dodgers are as expected. San Diego's playing well. Milwaukee, as expected, 29-16. and 16. All as expected. The Mets, uh, people wondered what with the Grom injury would mean. Uh, they've obviously got off very well. Uh, the division has fallen apart underneath them. The Braves had the monster come back last year after falling apart. Do you think the Braves will make a run at the Mets? You know, their pitching's getting a little better. They've had guys come back and, and uh, they're building. Um, I think the Braves 
because they're the Braves and because there is a, a real good collection of talent there and they're they're wearing the crown, are going to make a run. But I, I think it's going to fall short. Uh, the Mets just have too big a lead right now. And and the Braves, the Phillies, uh, gosh, the Marlins, terrible. And uh, the Na- Nationals are terrible. And, you know, the, the Mets get to play those teams over and over again. And, and I, don't, I just think they'll keep beating them. Giants, Cardinals, you put them on the same level or you think one's better than the other? I I think the uh, Giants are better. I'm becoming a believer in in what the Giants do with that team and and how they do it. Um, uh, and and I'm not a believer in the Cardinals. I I think the Cardinals again have gotten fat uh, or or done what they've done thus thus far without playing real quality baseball. And Toronto has struggled a lot more than people thought. And guys not having the years that people thought. They're only three games over five hundred right now. Uh, they, they're, they're a ways away from Tampa. They're a long way from the Yankees right now. Uh, sitting in the middle of the pack. What about the, what about, uh, the Blue Jays? Yeah, the, the hardest thing to ever uh, expect is to expect all of your young players to continue to progress year after year. Once in a while, they, they have a down one. And, and to think that Vlad Guerrero could go as long as he, he's yep. gone without being a dominant extra base home run hitter uh, is it, hard to believe. He's probably going to get hotter than hot. Uh, but, you know, w- without the big guy being uh, – what he needs to be, they're less of a team than people expect them to be. They have a good closer. They they pitch well in the bullpen, but they need uh, Guerrero to to be the man in the middle of the lineup. You know, it's funny. Ever since that, it, it's it's almost like ever since that night at Yankee Stadium, the night after he put on the show, he struck out uh, four times, uh, and he hasn't been the same guy really with with the power since for some reason. You know, he and he's only hit in his last like seventy at bats. He's only hit one homer in his last one hundred and twenty at bats. I think he's only hit two homers. Yeah, and an amazing amount of weak ground balls. That that's uh, that's the thing that they have to be scratching their head about. He's healthy. He's swinging as hard as ever. Uh, not really swinging and missing all the time. I guess he did in that that next game at Yankee Stadium, but swinging and advancing it forward in a weak way. And, no, you're uh, right. He's not striking out a lot, but he's not hitting yeah. the ball very hard. Yeah, yeah, that, it's really concerning because when he hits it, uh, it's it's usually a missile. Um, and you know the American League and and the teams that they're facing are hoping he stays cold, but uh, you know they need him now. If he gets hot, he gets on a tear for three months. Uh, you could see that team moving up in the standings, not to catch the Yankees, but moving up so they become a playoff team. Well, that's the one thing, you know. This year, that you know, there's there's a, you know, you, there's a reason if you, you can just have a big finish, you're going to get to play in the postseason, which is a nice way for it to work out for you, you know. So there's a reason, you know, to to realize, hey, you know, the season's not over. We can put something together here. You know, it's not you, you don't have to think, oh man, it's over early, you know, we can cash the chips. You don't you don't if you're a team that had high expectations, you don't have to cash the chips. Yeah, if things go the way they're going right now, the the playoff situation's going to be decided early. You know, half of these teams are going to be in yep. and half of them are going to be out. And the ones that are out aren't going to have any chance of getting in. 
How about Judge? Uh, Judge was <laughs> off to a slow start, and then the next thing you know, you turn around, he's got 17 home runs. Uh, his last month of play has been just unbelievable. Um, his last, you know, if you go his last, his last 50 at bats, he's had eight homers and 16 RBIs. I mean, <laughs> it's just re- unbelievable. Uh, if you go his last hundred at bats, he has actually hit, listen to this, Bobby, his last 110 at bats, he's had 16 homers and 32 RBIs. Imagine if he did that over the whole season. He had 90 homers. I mean, th- 16 <laughs> homers in his last 110 at-bats. Yeah, that, that's an incredible pace. And remember, he did it with John uh, Carlo behind him. And now with him out of the lineup, it's going to be paramount for someone to step up in that lineup and hit behind him. And I know, you know, we, we like what Anthony uh, has done for the most part, uh, you know, hitting in the middle of that lineup. But the Yankees need more than just uh, Rizzo behind uh, best hitter right now in baseball. You know, Rizzo has figured out, and wisely so, how to hit the fly ball at Yankee Stadium that goes out of the ballpark. I mean, he has figured out the pitch he can pull. And, uh, you know, the you know guys like Bobby Mercer, Oscar Gamble, I can give you a million of them, Greg Nettles, go down the list, Roger Maris, who learned, hey, I can turn it around here and hit a 340-foot fly ball and it's a home run. Uh, he has learned that because he has not been a very consistent hitter this year. He has hit 11 homers. He's had some big homers, but he has not been great day to day. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of people going after him rather than going going after uh, Judge. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, the, the lineup that looked so deep early, um, you know, with Gallo being absolutely nothing. nothing. And as you said, you know, Torres is, is swinging the bat better. He, he's a better hitter than he was last last year for sure. But, uh, you know, he's he's – Inconsistent. He just, he's very uh, inconsistent. The one thing yeah, he's good, just, he's good when the game's on the line. He has very good late in games, and he's got a knack late in games, but he has not been overly consistent this year. He hasn't been anywhere near as good as he was years ago. I agree. See, the Yankee thing has been very top-heavy. It really has uh, uh, as far as the lineup, and they've got a, they got a lot of hits that, you know, and they, they – use their speed a little more and they move runners around. They did a lot of things to build runs. They just have not been great offensively. And there's some, you you know, you're looking at a 31 and 13 team that's playing 700 baseball. You feel stupid saying this. There's some holes in that team. There really are. (laughs) Oh, and and the holes have gotten bigger. That bullpen now is, is going to be taxed. Remember, remember what I'm telling you, it's going to be taxed. And if they don't have that firepower to come back late in games, they're going to find themselves, um, you know, losing that lead and wondering what happened to it. But, you know, you know, they're they're in more jeopardy than the Mets. No doubt about that. Only because there's more quality uh, in their division than there is in the American League East. Tampa's not going away. Tampa is no. not. I don't know if Toronto will get hot or not, but Tampa, you know, is not going away. It's just, they're just it's not, it's not happening. Hey, hey, Mike, Baltimore is not the pushover. You know, Baltimore is not, not the AAA it, team. Excellent, excellent point. They are not a bad team anymore. They've lost a lot of heartbreaking one-run games. They're in every game. You yeah. Good point. They have some good arms, and they got some good young players. Baltimore is not. 
an easy out anymore. I totally agree. Yeah, that's that's going to make it a, a difference over there in in that uh, AL East. I guarantee you. I, I totally agree. They're in every game, and they are much better, and they have much better arms. You can see it. They, yes. uh, the, the young players, it's like they seem to get a little. The one thing is Mullins isn't having a big year who had a great year last year. He hasn't gotten off to a good start this year, and I really like him as a player. Uh, but he hasn't gotten off to a fast start so far. Uh, but they have some good uh, good players, and they've been in a lot of games this year. They really are. You're right. They're, that's a very good point. They're much better than they were last year. Yeah, I think for the first time in a while, they, they have a group of guys who think they're going to be there a while, that they have the talent, that they can start building a team together. And, and when you have that, uh, the team gets dangerous as as the year goes on. As you hit the Memorial Day weekend and you're uh, this first measuring point, what's your what's your headline? What's your big headline for baseball? What's what's your overview of baseball right now? Well, I think the game is being played better this year. I think there's uh, you know there's more action, there's more stolen bases and and uh, less uh, just swing and miss home run type of at bats. I I think that uh, you know the the young talent is doing what we would hope it would do. That uh, some of it's coming to the top, uh, and, and that's exciting. Um, I'm just uh, I'm a little disappointed in the balance of uh, of the leagues uh i I, uh, I think that the haves and the have nots uh have the have defined themselves early this season and i don't think there's uh m- much of a way of getting away from that interesting all right bob enjoy your again we'll talk to you next week thanks very much thank you michael take care all right bobby valentine who on the uh Bet Rivers podcast. You hear us during this baseball season. Uh, we talk to Bobby as we will throughout the baseball season. Uh, and remember, on this holiday weekend, uh, for all your uh, betting needs, all your gaming needs, go to betrivers.com to make your wages. Uh, and you can get the podcast at betrivers.com or on Apple, Spotify, wherever you go to distribute and to listen to your uh, podcasts. You can get them wherever you find uh, podcasts. So, again, we will have uh, more updates to come. We'll do something a little later in the week uh, that will take us over the weekend with all the busiest things going on in sports. Uh, We're hopeful, hopeful that the Rangers can get through this series and, uh, and make it. Another round. I mean, you know, it looked it looked very, very dim. It looked very much like things were not going to happen this year in that Pittsburgh series. They caught a colossal break when Crosby got hurt. They caught a couple of bounces, and they caught a big penalty call. They got everything their way. But now they're playing better. And now I think in this opponent, you can see a way to win in the – in the in the Pittsburgh series, it was hard to see a way to win. And they found a way to get through that series. They gutted it through that series. They showed a tenacity and the ability to come from behind, which you really like in this team. And now this team down 2 nothing in this series again now bounces back and not only wins game four, but dominates game four and has... Carolina a little back on its heels as we get ready for tonight's action. So I'm fascinated by that tonight, and we'll talk about that and everything else going on this uh, holiday weekend. So enjoy 
uh, and we'll uh, see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan, and you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.